Welcome to the Thursday, September 28th podcast of the High Stakes Fantasy Advantage. And yes, it's Bears Week. That's right, Packers Bears. So in this podcast, we're going to break down tonight's historic game. Historic, why do I say that? Because, Tom, it's the tiebreaker. 94-94-6 is the record over 194 games between these two teams. 94-94-6. And you guys have seen them all, right? Say what? You guys have seen them all, right? They're <laughs> not that old, but I've seen an awful lot of them, and I can remember when the Bears were like 30 games up on us. Wow. But uh, hey. believe it or not, in a 194 games, I think the scoring difference is like three or four points. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, uh, But yeah, it's big time here in Wisconsin because it's Bears week, we call it, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, believe it or not, the Vikings are still our number one rival. I mean, they really are. That, that rivalry since Favre, Went there has just taken off big right. time, but uh, people still call the Packer Bear rivalry the greatest rival in the NFL. So, what do you think, Tom? You ready tonight? Yeah, I think what's interesting about the the record you just said was you think about Favre dominated the Bears through the yeah. '90s. Rodgers is dominating the Bears right now, so that the Bears really built up a pretty huge lead before we got to Favre time in the early 90s. And that's you'd think about that, it makes sense, because in the 80s, that was a Super Bowl time for the Bears, and the Packers weren't very good. But uh, it's been a pretty one-sided rivalry since Favre took over and Rodgers has carried on. But uh, it's going to be an interesting game tonight. Packers without both offensive tackles. Bears obviously want to run the ball with Howard and use Cohen. So it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, I mean, Dick owned us in the 80s. Remember 61-7 to when he just poured it on Star? He just wanted to make Star look bad and get him fired and did a good job of that as well. Derek, what's the Bears-Vikings rivalry like? Is that the same or uh, obviously it's Packer-Vikings there? No, it's it's completely Packers-Vikings. We don't even get, a, get excited about a Bears game at this point. We, we always seem to play the Bears on Week 17 every single year. It's in the Dome every year. It's right on you know New Year's Eve and... Most, I mean, right around there, New Year's Day, every time I end up skipping the game half the time because I'm just doing something else at that point. So, And either the Vikings are you know, so far behind where it doesn't matter or they're in the playoffs already. And so, No, it's, it's completely Vikings-Packers. This, is a, this game is a yawner for Vikings fans unless you are a diehard football or fantasy fan, to tell you the truth, which I, yeah, of course, I, am. But yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize the Packers owe the Bears actually an awful lot for being alive. Uh, there were three different times when they were going to go bankrupt, and George Hallis allowed the Packers to move the game to Milwaukee, which uh, made the audience huge. They made enough money all three times to pay off all their debts, and that is why the Packers still honor Milwaukee season ticket holders. Mm. Uh, Green Bay Packer ticket holders get six games. 
Milwaukee gets two games. They get the second and the fifth game of every season, and uh, that's why they still honor him. But, yeah, George Hallis actually came uh, forward three different times and kept the Packers alive by having them host games in Milwaukee. So so there you go. All right, let's talk about the game tonight. McCarthy is 8-2 and two on short weeks. He's 2-1 and one against the Bears on short weeks. I was at that loss two years ago when we retired Favre's number. It was raining. It was like 33 degrees. In fact, that might have been the coldest game I've ever been at at Lambeau Field. It was wet and cold and windy, and Packers played like crap. The Bears just took it to us and dominated that game and won. Tom, is there any significance to the short week here? Both teams played in overtime in 90-degree heat, heat basically, on Sunday. Both coming off uh, you know, some injuries across the board. Short week here. What do we expect? Well, I think from the Packers' perspective, I would expect a lot of short passes, quick hitters, because the, the offensive tackles, again, are out. So I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball very well. The Bears have a pretty stout and solid front seven. So I'm not sure running the ball on them is the path to, to success tonight. But I do think short passes, a lot of Randall Cobb, it's good to get him back in the lineup. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of that. If you're playing Randall, if you got Randall Cobb, get him in your lineup because I think he could catch eight to ten passes tonight in PPR. From the Bears' perspective, it's obvious what they want to do. They want to run the ball, keep the ball away from Mike Glennon having to make a lot of decisions and a lot of big plays and use Tariq Cohen as a change of pace explosive guy. And I'm worried about the Packers' ability to cover Cohen. I don't think they can. So him in space could be a real matchup problem for the Packers. All right, let's talk about the Packers and who you would start. So you're saying you would start Cobb. Absolutely. And I agree. I think he's going to get a lot of short passes. They are not going to let Rodgers sit back there in the pocket and try to look downfield. So I think Cobb is going to be a big player tonight. I think Montgomery is another guy who's going to get a lot of receptions. I remember last year in a Thursday night game, he had 10 receptions. Derek, are you starting Cobb? Are you starting Montgomery? Are, who are you all starting from the Packers? I'm starting all my Packers. Packers, um, except for Martellus Bennett, if I have what I think is a better option. I got, don't always like to use guys on Thursday night, as we've seen a lot of the, yeah. a lot of times these games are lower scoring just because guys are beaten up from having played on Sunday. But I actually think Packers are the one team that are immune to it because of Rodgers. I just think he could play every two days and be just fine. So I, I agree with Tom's assessment. A lot of short passes because the tackles are out, which again puts Cobb um, and Montgomery into play, and there's no way you sit Jordy, obviously. So ben, you yeah. can run Bennett out there if you don't have a better option. I'm guessing at this point you probably do now just based on what you've seen from him and have some opportunity at Fab. So I'm running all my Packers out there. And if you're in a pinch, uh, a bad pinch, and you need to, you need to take a home run swing, Geronimo Allison it could come into play. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, the Packers rank fourth in time of possession. They've actually had six TD drives of 70 yards or more. That's going to be tough against the Bears tonight, but I think that's what they need to do. They've got to keep the ball in their hands and just keep marching it down the field, short little passes, and that's the way it's going to go. You talk about controlling the ball, usually that's running the ball, but Montgomery is averaging 3.0 yards per carry, Tom. He hasn't had a, a carry over eight yards this whole season. What do we expect from Montgomery tonight? Is he just going to be a pass receiver, basically? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a lot like we saw against the Bengals. A lot of action in the passing game. Not much success in the running game. Again, that Chicago front seven is good. It's tough. They made it tough on Le'Veon Bell last week. I know he scored on Sunday, but he had a tough go against him, and, and Ty Montgomery is not Le'Veon Bell. So I wouldn't expect a big rushing production night from Montgomery, but I think he's very viable in all formats, but especially PPR, because I think he's going to be very active as a receiver. All right, let's talk about the other side of the ball, the Bears on offense. Uh, 
really nothing to fear there. I mean, I do not know why the Packers wouldn't just put eight in the box, bring those safeties up, put pressure on, make Glennon beat them, right? They're going to play man-to-man coverage on whoever is their wide receivers. In fact, who are their wide receivers? <laughs> Dom, let's look it up here. Derek, let's look it up here. Ah, Tariq Cohen is their leading receiver with 20 receptions. Zach Miller, the tight end, has 11 receptions. Kendall Wright has 10 receptions. Derek, you just load the box up against this team and try and take Cohen and Howard out of the game, don't you? Have, have there ever been 10-man NFL fronts? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's almost <laughs> what you could do here. Uh, again, none of those receivers uh, even come close to scaring me whatsoever so again if you're the Packers figure out a way to control the joystick and uh, get on Howard and, and you should be fine I, there's no way I could start another bear no 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 chance not in daily not in taking a home run swing no way yeah yeah just the two running backs you would I, I agree with Tom I don't think the Packers uh, match up with Cohen at all on the speed side if he gets past the line of scrimmage if he gets outside there's nobody catching them. They are not a speed team at all. But, uh, you know, the one player the Packers miss is Jay Cutler. Whenever Cutler came to Lambeau, Matthews just had a field day against him. He just was ready. He was looking for Matthews all the time. And I know Matthews wants him, but Glennon's a sitting target there as well. Right, Tom? Yeah, but he, he's not quite the imploder that Jay Cutler can be. Of course, he's not also the big arm that Cutler has. But, yeah, if there was one quarterback that Dom Capers just owns, it's Jay Cutler. So the Packers are going to miss him for sure. And But I agree here. The, the, the plan should be real simple. Keep Jordan Howard from beating you on the run. Keep a spy on Tariq Cohen at all times. Don't let him get into open field. And don't worry about those receivers. Don't worry about Zach Miller and Deion Sims. Let them get what they can get. All right, sounds good. The spread tonight, let's talk about that. Packers are favored by 7.5. I don't like that. That's too many points. This is going to be a close game. Bears have a chance to win it because of the two tackles being off, but I think you've always put the ball in Rodgers' hand and you're in good shape, so I think the Packers will win tonight, but I don't know about covering the 7.5, 8 points. Over-under is 45.5. Guys, what do you what do you think? Tom, come on, let's make a prediction here. What are you predicting tonight? Uh, 27-17 Green Bay. I just don't think the Bears have the offense to do any damage. I think Rodgers owns this team and he's going to put up points but if the spread is 45 and a half I guess I'm taking the under you're taking the under there Derek what do you think here I know you're rooting for the Bears so come on try and uh, make up a, a smart <laughs> prediction here I am rooting for the Bears you know that just based on the fact that the Packers are a better Bastard. team there in our division I think this actually feels like a backdoor cover game for the Bears at the end I'll, I'll go with the 27 yeah. Tom puts on the Packers I'll say 27 21 Packers Bears slide in at the end and cover Oh, he goes over by just a couple points there. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be a close game as well. I think it's something like 24-20. I think it's going to be the under. I think the Packers will not cover. I think this is going to be a very tough, tough game that Rodgers is going to have to win after, uh, you know, down the stretch here. And I think he'll do it. But then the Packers have the Bears, I mean, the Cowboys on the road the next week and then at the Vikings. So very, very tough. Vikings host the Lions. That should be another good one. You got three teams at two and one. The Bears at one and two. All of them are still in it. So there you go. All right, let's look at some things across the league here, just injury wise. Tom, we got Jordan Reed back. We got Rob Kelly back. That's Monday night. Are you starting anybody in that Redskins backfield other than Chris Thompson? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, and, and here's a stat: I was looking at the Chiefs' defense. They have allowed four receptions in all three games to running backs. That's good news. But they haven't allowed more than 40 yards receiving to running backs in the passing game in all three games. That's bad news. So Chris Thompson's kind of the X factor here coming in. Super red hot. 
But the Chiefs have done a pretty good job of containing running backs in the passing game so far. That includes a matchup against Darren Sproles. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But no, as far as anybody in the backfield, it's, it's Chris Thompson only. Hey, Derek, we need you to break a uh, tiebreaker for us oh, last night these. on our SiriusXM yeah. show. I know, we were talking about T.Y. Hilton, and he's got a tough, tough matchup, obviously, on the road uh, at Seattle on Sunday night. But we were asking, would you play him? I mean, he's a guy you get in the third round, right? You made you made the choice, you drafted him, you knew luck was going to be out a while. He's now out longer than you expected. But do you sit him this week? I said I would play him, even though I know the matchup is terrible. Tom says he wants nothing to do with him because Richard Sherman's going to be on him most of the time. What would you do with T.Y. Hilton this week? Hoping I have a better option, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, I kind of agree with the assessment that I, I just don't like Brissett going up to Seattle on a Sunday night. They're you know, 14 point underdogs. Uh, if I didn't have another option, obviously you got to play him. But if I had someone even like... Uh, Geez, I don't know what name come to my head. I would probably start a, a JJ Nelson or a Jerron Brown over him at this point. I mean, at uh, with this matchup, I just he needs Andrew Luck back. I know he had a monster game last week, but going up to Seattle on a Sunday night, that no thanks. So you're going to set a third round pick. He's a he's a third round pick at the start of the year, but that was with Andrew Luck being healthy. So at this point, yeah, uh, until I until I feel comfortable with him and Brissett, and I know he had one big game out of three, but that's that's not enough for me to to play him against Seattle secondary on a Sunday night. Got to be a better option. My prediction for this game is thirty five to two Seattle. <laughs> How are the Colts getting a safety? I, uh, they'll run the punter or fall out of the back. Of the Something goofy Thanks. will happen. They won't get shut out. It'll be 35-2. to two. You're blaming John Ryan for giving up a shutout? I don't know what he's going to do. Something goofy's going to happen. They'll get a safety. I don't know. Wilson may throw the ball backwards because he doesn't care at the end. They'll get two points, but they're not scoring a touchdown. You got something against John Ryan, right? Former Packer punter. I have nothing against John Ryan. He seems like a stand-up guy, and I love Russ Wilson. I just don't think it'll be a shutout, and I don't think they'll get a field goal or a touchdown. So that's my only other option. Yeah, that's I'm it. Writing it down, thirty-five, five to two. Okay, yep. it's down. It's down. All right, uh, let's go across the board. A couple more injuries. Adrian Peterson, knee injury. Tom, we were talking about him on the show last night. Kamara, you like him. You think he's going to emerge there. I mean, not just this game, but throughout the course of the year. I'm saying Peterson's still around. They're not going to humiliate him, but maybe he injures himself out of the lineup. Boy, this would be, if Sean Payton had any balls, this would be the perfect time to say, you know what? Let's get Alvin Kamara a few more touches because he's earned about 10 to 15 touches based on his play. And let's just, Adrian, you hang out on the sidelines and you get to be 100%. Maybe by week 19 you'll be 100%. But uh, that, that isn't going to happen. But Alvin Kamara needs more touches in that offense, and, and Adrian Peterson needs less. Boy, you'd have to have a big sack to be saying that to Adrian Peterson, right, Derek? Uh, the old Adrian, yes. The Adrian of now, not so much. I don't think. I agree with Tom. I'd like to see Ingram get more touches as well there uh, and just roll with those two. At this point, Adrian's a shell of him for himself. And that, that does hurt yeah. me to say that as a former Vikings fan. But, I mean, we've seen that now. Even the last two years as a Viking, he hasn't been anything close to the Adrian that we all loved for so long. Um, you know, his personal problems aside, obviously, no one condones that. But I, I agree with Tom. Let's see Kamara and, and Ingram take control of this backfield and see what they can do. All right, let's talk about a couple more guys. Kelvin Benjamin seems like he's going to play this week. They were just talking about on SiriusXM, in fact, uh, saying that they would not play him this week. Uh, Cam looks so bad. Tom, here's another guy you drafted in the third, fourth round. Uh, are you playing Kelvin Benjamin if he's a healthy play? Well, it depends on the options, but the matchup is fantastic. The Patriots' defense is terrible. You would expect them to be playing from the front, scoring a lot of points, forcing Cam to throw it. That's the problem. Cam is playing bad. So. Yeah. 
he he may not be able to capitalize on a great matchup here, but I'm I'm not backing off Benjamin if I feel like he's one of my better options because the matchup is just really really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's why you drafted them. Uh, cams look bad so far, but I have a feeling they're going to be behind, so there's going to be a lot of passing, right, Derek? Yeah, and I feel this situation's different than the T.Y. Hilton one. I, I just think yeah. that uh, Cam has, I know he's playing like complete shit right now, but in the past he has shown he's a viable quarterback, and like, yeah, they're going to be behind, and this is a game for, for Benjamin and McCaffrey to garbage time the whole second half, I think, so the, I, I'm I'm playing Benjamin unless, you know, I got three other monster options and a great flex option, so yep, Benjamin's in for me. All right, one more. Will Fuller is back. I don't know if he's available on Fab. He probably is in a lot of leagues, but he's going to be back this week. Great game this week, Sunday, Titans at the Texans. So, uh, Tom, what do you think? Is Will Fuller somebody you should pick up, stash away a little bit, play this week? What do you think? Uh, I'm not playing him this week, but uh, not a bad guy to have on the end of the bench. But this is a great matchup for the Titans, excuse me, for the Texans and Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun Watson is not Russell Wilson, but he is mobile. He's got a big arm. He can do many of the things that Russell Wilson can do. And Russell Wilson tore this defense apart last week. I think Deshaun Watson is a very nice play. For example, if you're a Derek Carr owner, and not, I don't think any of us want to start Derek Carr yep. this week, Deshaun Watson I think is a very good replacement plan this week. Yeah, in fact, last night on our SiriusXM show we had a poll. Tom picked four quarterbacks that are tough to start this week and asked which one would you start. Derek Carr got 8% of the vote. This is a guy who obviously was QB1 for a lot of players. Uh, Derek you must agree with that poll, right? I mean, it's tough to start Derek Carr this week at Denver. I do. I was one of the ones that voted, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. So I, I have a hard time even thinking uh, his receivers are good starts this week. Denver yeah. just shuts guys down on the outside. So Amari uh, Cooper and Michael Crabtree, if you, I know you drafted them very high, second, third, fourth round. Uh, if you have other options, you might want to look into that this week as well. I just don't want to start anybody in the Raiders passing game. All right, we'll talk more about the Sunday games tomorrow on the podcast, but for today... It's Bears week, and we're ready about it. I'm going up to Lambeau right now, so see you all. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow.